0: we pray you'll be blessed as you listen to striving for revival welcome to the striving for revival radio broadcast this is pastor justin cooper coming to you today from the knvbc studio at the north valley baptist church here in santa clara california my what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today what an honor is mine to take the king james bible And to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm praying today that God will speak to your heart in a very personal way, and it'll just be unmistakable, very obvious that God has met with you. Now, every time we open the Bible, we know that God is speaking to us. Now, the key is to tune in, to open our ears so that the Holy Spirit of God fill us, give us some wisdom, some insight, and to glean what God has for us. We've been studying here in the book of Hebrews, and we've been going verse by verse. We're in chapter number two, just at the beginning of the chapter. And it's amazing how I've read this book, and you've probably read this book, and I've read these verses, and yet I'll go back time and time again. It never ceases to to be true that the Lord speaks to me as though I've never read them before. I'll get something totally different, something new, or maybe just some more uh, uh, insight into something I'd discovered before. And it's profitable. The Bible tells us that it's profitable, and it's so true. These are great days to live in, aren't they, to serve the Lord? Some people complain. They're professional. I don't know if you can go to college and get a degree for complaining or not, but some folks need to maybe give them an honorary doctorate in just being a curmudgeon. I don't know. But uh, they complain about how bad it is, how dark it is. I want to say, hey, what do you what do you expect? The Bible said it'll wax worse and worse, and that ought not cause us to, to pout. We ought to look up for our redemption draweth nigh. The brighter the, the, darker the night, the brighter the light shines, and I'm glad to serve God in this generation. God's doing a lot of great things. We had great services in our church this past Sunday, had uh, visitors. We had a family. I worked with one family, going to join the church this coming Sunday. And then I just was on the phone with another family that wants to join the church. And they're going to maybe join this Sunday as well. And uh, so these are great days. You've had baptisms and souls saved and, and just great services. God is doing something. God is still up to something. And until we're raptured out of here, God has a purpose and plan for you and I who are saved. So let's be busy about our Father's business. I'm so glad that you've taken time to join me today, and I don't take that lightly, and thank you for doing that. Let me give you a little thought here from Hebrews, and I pray it'll be a help to you. Hebrews chapter number two, I'll begin in verse number one, and we'll read down a few verses. The Bible said, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, was confirmed and was by them that heard him. Now, you can preach on that two different ways. You're not you not going to escape if you neglect to get saved. You're going to, uh, you'll go to the great white throne, ultimately be cast into a lake of fire. There is no uh, balance there set before you to judge your good versus your bad, your works versus your sin. No, that's settled when you deny the Lord Jesus Christ. What will you do with Jesus? That's the only thing that matters. What have you done with the Lord? You'll not neglect it, lost person. If you die lost, you don't get saved, you're going to go to hell. That's the only thing there is to it. Also, saved person, you'll not escape if you neglect to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Not working to be saved, but working because you are saved. One day we'll stand as well at a different judgment, the judgment seat of Christ, and we'll be judged according to our... That's right, according to our works, and we'll receive that just recompense for what we've done. Now, the Bible talks about gold, silver, precious stone. Those are things that will be blessed and uh, things that will be rewarded well, the judgment seat of Christ. And then there's wood, hay, and stubble, and I don't want to do that. It's not necessarily the amount, the quantity of what you do for Jesus, but the quality, the sincerity of your heart, and the motive behind it and how faithful you are to serving the Lord. Verse 4, God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to His own will. That uh, talks about how in the Old Testament time especially and in the uh, former part of the New Testament the Jews require a sign. The Greeks seek after wisdom and God confirmed much of His message through these signs and wonders. Now these signs we know today have ceased. Nobody speaks in tongues today. That's a false doctrine. If they're speaking in tongues, they're, they're, they're they're, they're disobeying the bible they're following a different spirit we have a bible we don't speak in a heavenly language uh, you, you say you, how, how do you know that why we have a completed bible it tells us there when that which is perfect which is come that which is in part should be done away with we have a bible now i don't need a sign i've got scripture i don't need someone to blabber i've got the bible all right verse that'll probably get some rave reviews but anyway verse number five for unto the angel hath he put not in subjection the world to come whereof we speak But one in a certain place testified, saying, watch this verse, What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visitest him? Now, this is an Old Testament reference. Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor, and didst set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. Now, this is talking about, in the, especially during the millennial reign of Christ, the world will be under the subjection of Jesus. The world will be his footstool. He'll sit in, on the throne of David. He'll rule as prophet, priest, and king. For then he put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. So we're talking about a future time period in the context of this verse. But I want you to look with me, <coughs> excuse me there, as I look at this Old Testament reference. Much of the book of Hebrews carries within it Old Testament references. Why is that? Well, because of the title, the Bible book here, Hebrews, is written to, you guessed it, Jewish people. And so they would know much about the Old Testament system of priesthood, sacrifices, etc. And so the Bible references that here in this book. The writer, under the direction of the Holy Spirit, goes back to the Old Testament. Now, we find here in verse number 6 and verse number 7 a reference made to an Old Testament passage in Psalm 8. Psalm 8, verse 4 through 6. What is man, that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man, that thou visitest him? And the Bible's referencing that. But I think about that phrase, and I want to try to make it as practical and applicable to you as I can. So I want you to think with me of that phrase, what is man? Watch what it says, thou art mindful of him. Can you imagine, I mean, can you you comprehend the fact that the God of glory, the God of eternity, the God of all, the God that is God is mindful of man? That's an amazing thing that God would go to such measures to get man's attention, that God would orchestrate such a plan to get man's redemption that God would go to such great lengths to pour out His wrath, yes, also His mercy upon this world, so that man might look unto Jesus and be saved. What is man that thou art mindful of Him? All the testing in the tribulation period, all of the testing in the Old Testament, all of the uh, miracles in the Gospels, all of the preaching done by the apostles, all of the convicting prick of the Holy Spirit, all of the mighty reviving and power of God. What is that? It's a reminder to man that God is mindful of man. But think about this. We can take it and be even more specific. God is not just mindful of man. God is mindful of me. He knows every sparrow and every tree, every hair on every head, every prayer that's been prayed, every drop of water that fills the sea, every blade of grass that blankets the hillside, every lily that blooms in the valley, every rose that fragrances the air. God knows it. He knows every cell in every body, every breath from every lung, every drop of blood that circulates through every vein. God knows it it all and he knows me that's an amazing thing what is man that thou art mindful of him the god who created it all what is man that thou art mindful of him the god of all power what is man that thou art mindful of him the god who knows the expanse of the universe the god who numbers the stars the god who names the stars but yet he knows man but better than that he knows me he's a personal god now maybe you've tuned in today Maybe you've tuned in on purpose, maybe by what you would call happenstance, but God directed you here. And you needed to hear that message today, that simple one-line thought. God knows you. What is man that thou art mindful of him, but what am I that God is mindful of me? Oh, I'm glad I know I have a personal God today, a personal Savior. Jesus died for the sins of the world, but he died for the sins of me. Jesus hears prayer, but I'm glad to hear my prayer. God will supply our every need. But I'm glad he supplies my needs. I like what the Bible says. Call to me, and I'll answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. He loves me like I'm his only child. He cares for me like I'm his only sheep. He knows me like I'm the only person ever to walk the face of this planet. And yet, you could say the same thing. Wherever you are today, whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, I want you to understand something. What is man? That thou art mindful of him, or the Son of Man. Thou visitest him, thou madest him a little lower than the angels, thou crownest him with glory and honor, and hast set him over the works of thy hands. The God who knows all, he knows you. I'm glad he's omniscient, I'm glad he's all-knowing, I'm glad he's omnipresent, but I tell you what's better than omniscience and omnipresent, not that he knows all and is everywhere but that he knows me and he walks with me every single day. Well, I pray that was an encouragement to you. Make sure you join us next broadcast as we continue here in the great book of Hebrews. Until then, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.